Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2611. Today, we're concluding our look at the what-if version of the Star Wars original trilogy known as Star Wars Infinities from back in the day. This one focuses on Return of the Jedi and starts with the absolute must question that would have to trigger a what-if for Return of the Jedi, which is what if the rescue of Han Solo went horribly wrong? Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So here is how Return of the Jedi in the Star Wars Infinity version goes or goes wrong, if you will. <laughs> and you know, this one, the I guess the possibilities are a little narrower because it is the final story in the trilogy and whereas the you know, events of the what if version of A New Hope ended with the ending or started with the ending of A New Hope and then proceeded from there, right? Yeah, there's less room to maneuver comparatively in this what if, but they still have a lot of creative stuff. So let me explain what goes wrong and then we'll get into seven surprising, shocking, remarkable things. It might be eight and maybe what goes wrong counts as nine. We'll see how this goes. So you'll recall the scene in Return of the Jedi where Leia arrives dressed as the bounty hunter Boosh and has Chewbacca captured and is negotiating with Jabba and when 3PO tells Jabba 50,000 or less and Jabba takes a whack at him. Well, 3PO's head comes off and suddenly there's no translator. And so Leia is forced to reveal herself and threaten with the thermal detonator anyway and say, give me back Solo or we'll blow the whole joint up. So chaos ensues and by chaos, I mean Boba Fett is about to shoot Leia, but Lando hits Boba Fett and only deflects it enough that Leo Leia's elbow is hit and she loses the detonator but it's activated it blows up and it kills Jabba it kills Bib Fortuna it kills poor salacious crumb also and destroys C-3PO so yeah and also Han's carbonite block gets hit in the fray as well and that's gonna play in a little bit later from there <laughs> Yeah, the first thing I want to share is just one little fun fact, basically, which I thought was terrific, which was that Vader and Palpatine are having a conversation and Palpatine tells Vader to stick close to him because things are not unfolding in the way that he's foreseen, which is a great play on what actually happens in the movie, obviously. So the second fun thing to share is how the Boba Fett and Han Solo business resolves. So Boba Fett actually steals Han Solo's carbonite block and leaves Tatooine. And so he has to get tracked down and that job ultimately falls to Leia and Lando and Chewie and R2-D2. They find him on some random forest planet, not Endor, but some random other planet apparently where he's trying to sell Han Solo back to the Empire, like make a double profit on this situation. But that doesn't work out because our heroes track him down and kill him. They kill Boba Fett and retake Han's carbonite block. And from there, head to meet the rebel fleet massing near Sullust and and Leia is in control of Boba Fett's spaceship. Now, here's the third thing that's you know wild and different from what happens in Return of the Jedi. Yoda is, of course, near death. 
he dies before Luke even gets there. Luke doesn't even head to Dagobah until he senses through the force that something terrible has happened, that Yoda has passed away. And so Yoda only has Obi-Wan to keep him company in those last moments. And Vader actually feels Yoda passing as well. And so he takes off for Dagobah too. Now, it isn't really clear in the Wikipedia telling of events whether Vader is the one who ultimately captures Luke after Dagobah, but it sure seems like that's the case. So yeah, uh, sorry, not quite sure about that. Now, the fourth point I want to share in this crazy story is that Luke does go to Dagobah, and once he arrives, he is met by the Force ghosts of Yoda and Obi-Wan, and they confirm, yeah, Vader's your dad, and also Leia is your sister, and you're going to have to fight Darth Vader again. Surprise, surprise. Luke's like, I can't do that, and Yoda and Obi-Wan respond with, well, if you're not going to do it, then Leia has to, and he's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And so he records a message that is supposed to get you know, sent to the rebellion to say, hey, I gotta go deal with Vader. Don't try to follow me. And from there, he leaves Dagobah, but he's picked up by a passing Star Destroyer, which may or may not be <laughs> one that Darth Vader is on. It's not clear from Wikipedia, but ultimately Luke is delivered to the Death Star. Now, here's the fifth wild point in this story. Meanwhile, back at the Rebel fleet, they're planning the attack on Endor, and, you know, more or less basically the way that we see things in Return of the Jedi, like that plan. But they can't use Han Solo for it, because remember way back <laughs> how things unfolded with the rescue that went awry and his carbonite block was hit in the fray? Well, there was damage to the controls, and because of that and because of how long he was in the carbonite block, the medics say that he might be blind for life, so he is not able to participate, or so it seems, but he asks if he can join Lando on the Falcon. And so hearing all this, you might intuit that the way that the shield generator is brought down happens entirely differently because C-3PO is, of course, destroyed. Han is blind. Luke isn't even with them. And yeah, I know he leaves in the middle of the mission, but you know what I mean. He's not even there for the start of it. So yeah, none of our heroes actually go to Endor with the Special Forces Pathfinders team, but... A couple of them do end up there because they try to have that mission and it goes awry and there's a big battle and the Ewoks apparently get mad and start attacking everyone. They don't <laughs> just work for the rebels or anything like that. And it's down to the Millennium Falcon to try to ultimately destroy the shield generator. And they do with Lando and Chewie and Han Solo making a blind shot from the quad guns of the Millennium Falcon. So that's how the shield generator gets knocked down in the Return of the Jedi what if scenario. And that would be our sixth point of note for this story. Our seventh one would be the fact that, yeah, Luke's transmission got to the Rebel Alliance and Leia hears it and is like, I'm not gonna let Luke go off by himself. I'm gonna rescue him. So she takes Boba Fett's spaceship and goes to the Death Star and the Rebel fleet follows her and then all that stuff happens. And by the way, Wedge, who died in the Empire Strikes Back version of What If, is alive in this version of the What If and he is part of the team that leads the X-Wings into the superstructure of the Death Star and helps blow it up. So that happens kind of in a similar fashion. 
And that's going to come back around because when Leia arrives at the Death Star and she's able to get to a place where she is with Palpatine and Vader and Luke, and there is a big battle and Vader loses an arm, which is, you know, not surprising. Like, that's kind of normal-ish. And Vader ultimately, like, begs for forgiveness as he finds out that Luke and Leia are his kids. And Palpatine starts zapping with Force Lightning and then there's a huge explosion in the station, the station's rocked and whatnot, and that's because of Wedge and company that are destroying the Death Star. And so Palpatine says, whoop, and bails, like he disappears. So Palpatine does not die or does not even seemingly die in this version of Return of the Jedi. He just escapes. And the eighth thing that I'll share, and I think we're wrapping up with eight, is that Luke and Leia are dragging Vader to the you know docking bay and getting him off of the exploding Death Star. But because of the fact that he wasn't zapped by Force Lightning to the point of death by Palpatine, but has redeemed himself, he is now a good guy who is saved by Luke and Leia and taken back to the Rebels for an epilogue where he shows up in an all-white version of his Darth Vader armor and is now going to be an agent of the Rebellion and work with Luke and Leia and everybody to track down Emperor Palpatine. And so it ends in kind of a cliffhanger thing of like, yeah, that Darth an emperor got away but he'll never be able to run for you know very long or much farther now that we've got vader working for the good guys and that is the end of the wild ride that is the what if version of return of the jedi aka star wars infinities that came out late 2003 and through into 2004 and that is going to do it for this episode of the show it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.